Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. Now the second part of our meditation knowings. We'll see what questions have come today and from where. Allison will tell us. The first question is from Charleston, South Carolina in the USA. Okay. Dear Chris, why do positions of importance and power change people for the worse, more often than not? <laughs> I guess my real question is how do we keep from becoming self-impressed? Thank you for being so steady and real in a world of ego. <laughs> well, first of all, let me say that we, we've given ego a bad name because our ego is simply the outer crust of our emotional body and its purpose is to make sure that we're safe, that we sort of win the argument, that we know who we are. When we take drugs, uh, we have no ego to protect us, so we go into a stream of astral energy that sometimes is wonderful and very often is not. But I understand what you're saying about that. What I notice is that we all have history. Every person has experiences that they have brought karmically with them through their childhood, through their growing up, that set the stage for becoming powerful, for the, the desire to be powerful, to not be vulnerable perhaps, or just because they have a knowing that says, I know how to do this, I know how to be this. And so usually they begin with uh, a vision of making things better. I know how to do it better. Let me do it. Every child says that. Let me do it. Let me help you. What happens once they have that power is that they see it as the king of the mountain syndrome, which we have had from time immortal, which means somebody's at the top and everybody else is below. What happens with that, if they are thinking, if they are feeling that, uh, then they have to protect that space. And so what turned out, what began as something that could make things better becomes all about how the self uh, will not lose it because a person then identifies with the power rather than the true self. And so at all costs, and especially at the cost of anyone who challenges them, uh, they will do whatever is necessary to keep that king's position. But we're not in that now. We have come to a new etapa, to a new octave uh, in this world, uh, which is a, a more circular one, a spiraling circular one that's asking for the 
harvesting and the inclusion of all the brilliance, of all the ideas and the potential of everyone within a group, within a community, within whatever it is. And so it's a very hard time for anyone who is wanting to hold on to that power. Why do they want to do that? Again, because they identify themselves through the action, through the power, not through the truth of themselves. When we pass from our bodies, none of us will be hanging on to, I'm the most powerful at all. And so it's wonderful that you ask this question and we can begin to realize that, first of all, we can let go of anyone who is not being lovely with their power. But to, again, extend energy, as we were doing before with our honorable opponent, extending an energy of light. What color do you need from me to relax and know that you are powerful and that you are safe? Because, of course, if they are... um, mistreating, misusing that power. They don't feel safe. They feel threatened. And so we can be an energy that that says, you're fine. Because we ourselves are not in that totem pole. If we know who we are, then we don't have to really be afraid of them. So we can help them to come into a deeper understanding of self. And when they do, they will change the way they move in the world. Great love. Allison. The second question is from Nottingham, England. Nottingham. <laughs> Dear Chris, to begin, I want you to know that I am not young and idealistic. I am strong, self-reliant, and a keen judge of character. But there is someone I looked upon as a template who has severely disappointed me. This has shattered me to the point that I feel physically wounded and injured, as if my whole body has taken a blow. I would be so grateful for your words of wisdom to help me through this. Mm. There are several aspects to this, dear one. And uh, it kind of segues from the conversation we were just having. And that is that, first of all, you said you were a judge of character. Be careful that that judging of character doesn't judge uh, actions as well. So perhaps this template that you had, you had expectations. You had needs, in fact, for that template to be something that, that perhaps you project out onto them rather than seeing that inside you. And so when they can't live it or they turn out to, to not be able to carry that, it's, it's crushing But the truth is that no one can hurt your physical body. No one can hurt you that much. It's simply that you have placed all of your expectations and all of your hopes and all of your sense of self onto this person. And it's time to let them go. Again, whatever is their story, it's not yours. If they misuse their power or their wisdom or or they failed in some way for you, Uh, That really isn't and need not be your story. It's a great opportunity for you to come home to your own body and, and clear away. Very often, you know, within our solar plexus, we actually carry other people. You know, they're sitting in our emotional uh, framework uh, and they don't need to be there. 
So one way is to look and see if this person is somewhere inside you and release them. What frequency of light do you need to be released? You cannot be inside me. You cannot influence my physical body, my emotional body, or anything else in me. And so you want to free that person and go on. And here's, here's something that I would suggest for you. Contemplate what it was, what, were the, what was the quality or attribute in that person that you saw as a template, that they were wise or that they were illuminated or that they were kind or, or, or whatever it was that you saw in them. Here's a little cosmic giggle. You can't see that in another person unless you have a frame of reference for it, unless it exists inside you. And there may be some reason why you feel your same quality is less than theirs or that there's something that blocks you from expressing it. Um, we often don't uh, give ourselves permission to be the teacher, the template, the one that, that can uh, express that so others could see it and reflect it for them so that they can find it in themselves. So let's find it in you. Just very shortly, close your eyes for a moment and think about this quality uh, that we most needed for that person to express. See what it is. Kindness, wisdom, love, clarity, whatever it is. And now ask your body where you hold that quality. You have it. It could be anywhere in your body. You might see the place or hear it or feel it. Just find that point in your body where you hold that energy and bring your conscious awareness into that point as if you could open it up And then imagining that you are allowing it, that you're bringing it to the fore. Command the trillions of cells of your body to echo that quality, to awaken and align to that quality so that it belongs to you. We don't have to wait for another. It is within us as well. So feel as if it's flowing through you and that you're allowing it, that you acknowledge that you have this gift as well. And now imagine that you are radiating that quality out from you, out from your body, which now, having filled with that energy in every cell, will be healthy again, will be centered again. Now radiate it out from your body through your electromagnetic energy, your auric field, and laser it out into the world, acknowledging that you have it. And as you laser it out like a beacon into the world, you are uh, activating that in others who see it in you, and then suddenly they align to it and they remember that they too have this gift of this quality. So it creates this rippling effect out. And what a gift you are giving by acknowledging who you are and allowing yourself to know that whatever we see in others, 
whether it's something wonderful or even if it's not. We wouldn't see it if we didn't have a frame of reference for ourselves. So give yourself that awareness that you have it and that you will use it well and you will not disappoint yourself. And breathe deeply and open your eyes. I hope that you will do that. You might have several qualities there, that you will do that exercise again and again. And it will really help you. It will help your body and it will help you to go on. You know, we, again, why do we focus so much in, on some person? Because we have karma with them, because we've known them in other lifetimes. And that's one of the reasons that we expect things from them. We sort of pick up wherever we left off. And so uh, you want to let that go and go forward yourself. Great love. Allison, have another one? The last question is from Cozumel, Mexico. Dear Chris Griscom, I have just discovered your work and started receiving the Light Institute messages. Oh, good. Thank you so much for what you are giving to humanity. I have what I think is a beginner's question, but I would love to hear you talk about this in detail. I understand that you can make incarnation sessions about personal themes. Will you explain what a theme is? With love from your neighboring country, Mexico. Oh, hello, Cochumel in Mexico. <laughs> um, first of all, a little smile comes to my face. You might be new to my work, but you are not a beginning soul. There are no beginners on this planet. So whatever uh, comes from uh, what comes through our newsletter and through the YouTube and all of the uh, things that happen from the Light Institute, they are there. I place them there to remind you of who you are and to help you to to experience that. And uh, so... Um, a theme when people are doing incarnational sessions uh, they we are asking them and and so go into this into this lifetime and what is happening and then what happens and how do you die and what, how are you as a child so we're asking them to to move into the scenario so that they they feel the content of it they recognize it as their own because it comes from them it doesn't come from us and then, though, we are looking at it from a soul or a spiritual perspective, which we call the theme. It means that through whatever you do or feel or experience in a lifetime, it's coalesced into some particular um, conversation or, or, or quality or, or aspect. You might have, for example, you might come to the light suit and say, I need to work on my body. I, 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 my body's not well and I can't connect to it. That's a theme. Or you may have problems with uh, relationships or you want to begin a new relationship uh, or you want to amplify um, the gift of being able to be loving in relationships. That's a theme. You may have power struggles, as we did in the beginning of our meditation today, where you just can't seem to harmonize with somebody because they're trying to limit you or push you aside or something. That's always a karmic thing. And that is why I've been doing incarnational uh, 
work for 66 years. We never call it past life because those themes are the themes that are happening in your life now. So if you began with a series of sessions here, first we would say, tell us the themes that are important to you. Is it power? Is it abundance? Is it body? Is it relationship? Is it spiritual connection? Whatever those things that are important to you right now. They're important to you because you may have brought them in from other incarnations of the soul. They're not past. And neither are the people that are playing them out with you. And they are people that you have traveled with again and again. And they are willing to play that that uh, opposite role, perhaps, in your movie. So we call in, we magnetize to us people who will represent these themes and help us to evolve through them, to become illuminated. So often we, we tend to blame the other guy instead of realizing, hmm, what if it is true that I called them in to play that part for me so that I could learn something? And if I contemplate deeply within us, within myself, what is the meaning of that experience? Then I can free them and myself. And so we may use themes as if they were around a hologram. Boop, 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 boop. Many, many lifetimes those themes will come up and we'll play different parts. One time we'll be the perpetrator or the... Um, the victimizer, and the next time will be the victim, and the next time will be the healer, and the next time will be the, the sick one, and will be the fool, will be the bad guy, will be the, the good guy. We play all these roles, and they all are touching different aspects of those themes through many lifetimes until there's a point where we have that illumination. And that's why I do this work, because it really facilitates getting to that point of illumination. Aha! This is what it is. And then we release all of it. We release the, the contents. We release the lifetime. We release that so that the energy comes back to us in a pure form that supports our evolution. So that's what a theme is. And so, um, again, we all have many themes, and it's fantastic to realize that we can touch those themes and uh, and use them until we polish them and they become a theme that supports our evolution and not a theme that holds us in that tiger chasing its tail around and around and can't see what it is. We are here to evolve and when we are working on themes, we look at that as a personal theme to you and knowing that anything that's happening in you is happening to others on this planet because we come as a soul family. And so when you work on a theme, it's influencing, not only releasing someone who's playing in your movie, but it's actually releasing that theme psychogenetically uh, within the, the genetic encoding of all humanity. Because it's important for us to know that we live our personal lives now on this planet, but all of us have come to participate in this moment of tremendous shift in human consciousness, in the purpose of life, in the planet in which we live, in all life forms that are here. And we've come because we have gifts to give. So be inspired and never be afraid of looking at your themes, knowing that all of our themes are a gift to us. I extend to you my support and great love. And I hope I will see you 
and hear your themes one day. Until next time, for all of us. <laughs>